0: Coleman, what's up? What
1: up, Corey Castle? How you doing, brother? (laughs) How's it going, man? Chilling, man. Doing real good. Fresh off the plane from Vegas. Just cooked up some new sauce. I'm doing great. All right, dude.
0: What, man? You know, it's funny because I just want to like casually jump right into like questions, even though I want to like before do that, I want to say, bro, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Of course. To me, I want to make sure I let you know that you are so welcome and so safe and to say and do and feel anything you want and i'm not gonna judge you for anything except for when i very much judge you and you'll hear it in my voice (laughs) i'm kidding you're not (laughs) it's not gonna happen so welcome welcome thanks for joining me this is uh, this is really appreciated dude you uh this means tons to me i mean uh kind of kind of broke a I haven't I haven't recorded an episode in over a month. So this is uh this is a, a neat little slump buster for me. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I'm so, glad to be a part of it. As soon as you hit me up and asked, I was one hundred percent down. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Cause I knew you were here and I knew you like probably saw this thing. Yes. And I was like, oh right. Well, I guess I gotta ask you to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> so so what got what uh I know uh, there's a good chance that my listeners don't already know who you are. And there's a good chance that your listeners probably don't know who I am. Or you're, yes. not your listeners. I don't, do you have a podcast? You don't have a podcast. I mean, do we do. We do have you a do? podcast. We oh! have, we, I have two podcasts. What? I got uh, I got
1: Revival Radio with my homie, The Brain Cell, C-Mass in the House. Uh-huh. And then the brand new Crucible of Spice. Uh which is our hot sauce gauntlet you may have seen your viewers may have seen gray wolf Mm -hmm. doing a little quick hot sauce review with me i also do long forms of those with some of my favorite independent wrestlers (laughs) oh
0: so (laughs) so gray wolf's not your favorite is what he's saying (laughs) 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 but but uh yeah so you 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 got your you got your you got your start here in the pro wrestling business. Yes. And like getting in there and taking bumps and, and that kind of that kind of met with the fandom that you have for for deathmatch wrestling. Did you ever do death matches?
1: I did not. I, I love deathmatch wrestling. I I respect it for what it is. Mm-hmm. I respect the guys who go out there and the girls who go out and do that to mm-hmm. themselves but- because it is like death matches are I see a lot of people saying the art of the death match. And that's very true because it's one thing if you're just hitting somebody with a light tube, right. but to actually have the story behind it. So it's not mm-hmm. just two dudes rolling in glass. It right. means a lot. So I never did it myself, but I've been a huge fan. So as soon as I started expanding the hot sauce outside of just horror movies and going into like my roots with wrestling, I thought it was the perfect combination.
0: All right. Awesome. Have you, are you, are you a big fan of stand up comedy? I, I love Mitch Hedberg. Oh, he dude. My favorite of all time. You just you just you just uh like ground wired into my spirit. <laughs> that's that's my favorite all-time number one number one comedian Mitch Hedberg. Like he has a humongous influence on my life and on my my not 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 the not the heroine.
2: Yeah, that but, part. <laughs> but, but
0: everything else, the 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 comedy and the the delivery, the the like that 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 style. I feel like um, one-liners is like my brand of of humor.
1: It's great. Like he is just so, he was such a genius. Like mm-hmm. how simple his jokes were, and they would
0: just kill. <laughs> if, you, if you name, if you did hot sauce after Mitch Hedberg, could you name it?
2: <laughs>
0: you give me the money, I give you the hot sauce. End of transaction. <laughs>
1: I feel like I would need to make it like a cinnamon roll scent, but it would just be a super hot sauce with no sweet. <laughs>
0: I'm be like, if if you think this is too hot, you're a bitch, head bird. <laughs> now I have to shit. I, yeah, I guess. I guess. Well, I hope I get a cut of the profits.
1: We'll see about that. No, yeah, no, I don't, I, don't really, I don't really
0: want to cut up no profits. <laughs> no uh that's not how I roll, but uh, it would be just cool to see it happen. hell yeah, uh, so why hot sauces what what was the 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 I love ma- them.
1: yeah, I love them. it's simple as that it mm-hmm. It was just an idea that me and my friend threw around at the office. Mm-hmm. um we are both really big foodies, and we're both really big into hot sauce. So I think I have probably over 150 in my collection right now. Wow. I had like three fridges filled. Mm-hmm. And at some point I was like, dude, we should really just try to make our own. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner, Tapes from the Crypt, he's really big into t-shirts and hockey jerseys and stuff like that, horror mm-hmm. movie themed. So we are going to the Mahoning Drive-In, mm-hmm. which is one of the oldest drive-ins, excuse me, still in existence, mm-hmm. for one of their festivals. And I said, why don't we do up a couple of sauces to sell at the table with the t-shirts. Mm-hmm. We thought maybe if we sold 15, 20, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. We ended up selling 60 bottles in one day. And table hot this. sauce. That's when we said, we gotta
0: do this. Like let's, yeah. let's just roll with it. Yeah, that's great, dude. that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, there was this, this promoter in Pennsylvania named Tom Rumsby that, that uh, I, used to, I used to work with my old tag partner, uh, Matt Bomboy. And he would book uh, Tom Brandy. Yes. As as the Patriot and as Sal Sincere. But like he, but Tom Brandy always had to have a table for his gimmicks. He always had to have gimmicks to sell and and Tom Robbsby would always call he would always call he would always be like, uh Tommy Table over here <laughs> <laughs> And he was like he was like uh, he's like uh don't put anything over here Yeah, Tommy Table's coming in. He's <laughs> But anytime I, mean, I ever gimmick, think of gimmick tables, I think of Tom Brandy being Tommy Table to Tom Rumsby. I love it.
1: The, the thing with gimmick tables is um, what I think is awesome with the sauce, too, is it expands what you're able to offer, mm-hmm. which is what I'm coming to everybody with. Which, mm-hmm. you know How many times do you go to a show and it's the same thing? You mm-hmm. see eight by tens and maybe one T-shirt. Mm-hmm. and maybe somebody might have a box of figures too that you can sort through
0: oh i but, I, I used to sell my old vhs's
1: yeah exactly uh-huh. exactly uh-huh. so anything that can make you stand out mm-hmm. i think it's awesome that's what me and project mayhem my old stable used to do at rampage and at outbreak mm-hmm. was bring like all four of our tables and just push them together so when you walk into the show you see one table here, one table here, and then you see, like, a convention of four tables. Mm-hmm. Where are you going
0: to first? Right, all right, 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 all right. Yeah, I, I get you. That's... I mean, it's... Stand, standing out is super important, especially when the... Like, you, you, the fans, a good amount of them, and, and this is my approach to to uh, performing in front of people, so whether it's, it's comedy or wrestling, which I, I, for sure, got it from pro wrestling, and I still use it in comedy as well. It's like there's a good portion of these people who have never come and seen live wrestling before and they already have their mind made up on this is dumb, this is corny or uh I I or it's like oh this is fake and I'm not going to like it. When it's like I'm going to go out there and I'm going to perform and they're going to be like all right. I can't deny that that's that's really good. I I, I can't deny that that's all right, I got to come back and pay for, pay for a ticket to see this again. Uh, when, when are they coming back around again? Like that's what I, I want to I make sure that the people who already had their mind made up that they didn't want to be there, want to come back. Exactly. But I think that's something that you can offer by offering way more things.
1: I think the- so too. I mean, when you would come to the Project Mayhem table, we had everything from the little wristbands to koozies to t-shirts. So if a kid walks up and says, hey, mom, I want a T-shirt. No, that's too expensive. Well, a $2 wristband isn't too expensive.
0: When somebody somebody comes up and asks you how much a T-shirt is or a wristband or something, you go, the rule of Project Mayhem is you can't ask questions.
2: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
0: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We have to you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to take a, a guess but the the guess is probably going to be around twenty dollars yes <laughs> so you're answering the question but very indirectly exactly that's the way you got to do it right. you stay on brand you got to stay on brand with what project mayhem is all about right well, you should, you definitely i think uh i used to have a uh, like a Uh, like a pin like an enamel pin that Mm -hmm. was um that was like a bar of soap that said project Mayhem on it yeah oh man that's my favorite but that would be that would be that would be a cool thing at the merch table
1: yeah that would i'm i'm thinking i might have to go find those and source them and just throw them out
0: there (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but i I, I, I am very, very happy and proud of you. I mean, you and I are still pretty brand new friends, but I dig it. I dig it a lot. And I yeah. feel like uh, when when we had our first conversation, it was like, oh, wow, we can, like, n- meet in a lot of common places here on things we enjoy. Definitely. Uh, so that being said, I wanted to give you the opportunity to ask me anything you want to ask me. Okay. So I want to know...
1: What was your first impression of ACPW with the group that we had back in like 2006, 2007. There was Trent Acid in there. Johnny Cashmere was there for a little bit. What were your thoughts on that whole whole scene? Um
0: from from my perspective, from yeah. where I was, okay, uh so I was I was a young talent and uh, they they brought me in and I was I was their their uh, junior heavyweight champion for a minute and uh, there was like this was like a little bit after the Trent Acid stuff so Trent wasn't there anymore but okay. it was like the uh, Crash Crew and yes. uh, Gemini Gemini and um, Kwame. and Kwame, yes and uh, well, uh, fun, funny story <laughs> I, I like those guys I really really do I really really like those guys I have to say but Chris Sutton. Chris Sutton, uh, came up to me and he said, uh, Kwame wants to kill you and like he could do it and get away with it. You know? And I was like, Whoa. what, why, what are you talking about? So, so apparently at the show, <laughs> apparently at the event, I, I, here I am, I'm the, I'm the junior heavyweight champion. I'm getting changed in the locker room. A little kid comes up to me and he goes, you're my favorite wrestler on these shows. I was like, Whoa, cool. I was like, who's your favorite wrestler? Like in general, who's all your, who's your all time favorite wrestler? Who's your favorite wrestler right now? And he's like, Rob Van Dam. And I was like, I was like, Oh, this kid's cool. And he was like, and I said, do you want to be a wrestler? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, don't do steroids. (laughs) I said that to the kid, like he was like, he was like 11 years old. And I was like, I just don't do what, why why would an 11 year old be in the locker room at a wrestling show? (laughs) I don't know. But I said that. And apparently that was Patch's son oh no and uh <laughs> and Kwame and patch were all gassed up <laughs> and and apparently it pissed a bunch of people off and i said to this i'm like what I don't, what don't do don't do drugs don't if i tell the kid don't do drugs I'm not I'm not I'm not spitting in your face. I'm not I'm not trying to just kick dirt in your eye. I'm just telling the kid to not do drugs. You're
1: doing the right thing. You're being a role model.
0: Right. <laughs> I, like, I didn't see anything in that I didn't see anything in that interaction that was inappropriate. <laughs> Except for that, like I didn't have pants on because I was in the locker room.
1: <laughs> I mean, as soon as you said patch, my chest just started hurting all of a sudden, like I feel like I just got chopped, and I don't even know why.
0: <laughs> uh, patches chops aren't aren't that bad.
1: I don't know. I mean, compared, I think probably my worst chop was probably rebel. I think rock and rebel was probably the hardest chop I've ever taken.
0: Um, chucks, chucks were bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. It was probably my my first my first appearance on a wrestling show inside the ECW arena. Yes. Um, I, I, there was a, a match where Dahmer was like wrestling against uh, Greg, Greg Matthews. Yes. And, and rebel came out and bar was out there and there's a whole big schmaz. And, and, uh, then the students all made the run in. So I was just a student at the school at the time. So I, I came out and, and, uh, Uh, Chuck pulled my head, my shirt up over my head and shopped my back. (laughs) And it was like, it was like, you you know, when like somebody like, you know, when someone like acts like they're breaking an egg over your knee and then they do the, like, Oh, it's, it's oozing down. That's like the oozing down of the egg felt like it was going all down my back. (laughs) Like the the pain egg ooze <laughs> was all going down my back but and and then i like i like went to stand back up and then here comes bar clothes lining me over the top rope and i was like okay no more chops all right <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but i i i still i can't i can't say that anyone chops harder than john dahmer like <laughs> I never got to experience it. Luckily, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, well, I was trained by him, so it happened to me often. <laughs> so, so when I say like patches chops aren't so bad, and chucks are chucks are all right, but yeah, but, but, but like. <laughs> Uh, nobody, nobody compares to Dahmer and Chuck
2: <laughs>
0: Do you remember those old those, those old arena shows where he would like take you around the guardrail, like every side of the ring, and like yes. and put you on the on the ropes, and then yes. put you on the guardrail, and he would chop you on both sides. Oh, <sighs>
1: <sighs> no, thank that was, you. <laughs> that was exactly what Chuck did to me with with ours. He brought me to each guardrail mm-hmm. and just did a front and then a back as I was walking to the next side. Yeah.
0: Well, he he just he just made a twist on Dahmer's and turned it more into the the dick-headedness of Rock and yes. Rebel. <laughs> I can I can call him a dickhead on the record and no one's going to get mad about
1: it. No, absolutely not. You can go right ahead.
0: <laughs> I'm really conflicted, man. I'm really very conflicted about that cuz Chuck, Chuck really uh reached out to me. He helped me out a lot in my uh young career. He uh yeah. He would like call me and check in on me and shit like uh, and it's it's weird to like have what happened happened and not be able to mourn somebody because they're a monster.
1: Exactly. And it was it was tough for me, too. I mean, probably two weeks before it happened, I had just spoke with him and he had booked me for uh, his show that he used to do up at his campground every year. Mm -hmm. And it was going to be me and him in the main event once again going for like two out of three with our our feud we were doing and was, then was his week, like westchester shows it was not in westchester it was up in lancaster actually
0: oh,
2: okay
1: hmm, and right. it was like it's like a little campground resort where people would stay for the whole summer mm-hmm. and apparently at the end of the summer every year he would do a big show okay. and so you know you had like robbie illuminati you and me uh bro keller a couple other people all up there it was really fun cool, cool. so he's getting ready to book me again. And then what happened happened. And it was like, I can't praise this man, even though he did do a lot for me. Mm-hmm. He is a monster.
0: All right. Um, he used to book me in in 2006. Uh, he used to book me at his school shows that uh, blackball wrestling and doing those shows, doing those shows and like meeting all the friends that I met there, like, all that whole thing was set in motion, like sh- stuff that changed my life and like made it better, you know. Yeah, made my career better. So, like, I met some. I met Matt Bomboy there. I met wow. Denmark there. I met. I met. Uh, that was like. I. I don't know if you know, like you know, socio, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, him and I, him and I, kind of had a falling out as friends. Okay. for For a minute there, and and uh, Rebel called me up and he's like, "Yo, you guys got to work together. It's, we, we just got to make it happen. We got to turn this into this like real life shit into like shit. You guys get over. Yeah. And and then then we did, and and we're f- still super great friends. Like, I, I, I'd, uh, um, it's he's one of my favorite people, man. I, I have to say, like, I, I text with I text, I text with Niles every day, not every day. Come on. But I'm saying like, pretty often. I'm texting right now, actually. We're, we're, te- we're texting right now. Here it is. Hi. Ah, uh, you son of a bitch. You got a text for me. You didn't, I didn't even pick up my phone, but you know, you got a text for me, bro. I'm expecting to get a text message when he hears that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so who are like your who are like your your role models? Who are like your archetypes? Like who are your like your like favorite types of wrestlers that you were like? Yes, I'm going to be that. Dusty. One hundred
1: percent. It was Dusty. Dusty yeah. was always my biggest inspiration. Um, I mean, growing up, I was a big Triple H fan. Um, even more than like Shawn Michaels or anything like that. It was always Triple H and Dusty were kind of who I combined. Mm -hmm. to make rich steve Mm -hmm. i wanted that evolution era triple h just cocky as fuck Mm -hmm. doesn't care if he has people to back him up to do his dirty work for him Mm -hmm. because all it matters is the title right and then dusty just for the promo Mm -hmm. um that that was what i modeled myself after i always Mm -hmm. wanted to have that type of style because i'm a bigger dude i'm not the most athletic I'm not going to be doing the 50 flips or anything like that, but I'll talk you into that seat. You're going to want to see me get my ass kicked by the dude who can do those flips.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen someone do 50 flips in a match. <laughs> we should start be counting and be like, oh, that's, your, that's your 40th flip. You better you calm yep. down. You only got 10 left.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a dude, I don't know if you know, his name's Ninja Matt. He's a GCW guy right now. Mm -hmm. And this dude is insane. He does these back handsprings into, like, a fucking twisting senton over the ropes. But he goes back and forth with it, like, six flips this way, six flips this way, six flips this way, flip. And it's
0: nuts. Do you know the first person who I saw doing, like, crazy cool, like, uh, handsprings in matches applaud ruckus yes and yes. i and i was like this guy this guy he's he's amazing and he i can understand how this he was he was when i first saw it was 2001 wow uh actually i think i met i think i met him in 2000 but um i remember like meeting him meeting him all the way in like 2001 yeah. and he was also he was also a, a big nerd
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I
0: kind of thought that was cool because I worked at, I worked at a laser tag place called UltraZone. Nice. And there was one of them in Baltimore. So okay. he was a league player in Baltimore. So, what? so we, we would chat about that and like nerd out together. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, <laughs> yeah. He can but, still go too. He kills it still. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen any of his recent stuff, but I'm, I'm I'm into it. I'd like to see it. Uh, it's it's awesome,
1: man. Me and uh, me and Robbie Illuminati are actually Collabing on a sauce soon, mm-hmm. and so I was I was kind of going over the recipe with him and Claude to see what they thought about it, and
0: I'm excited on it, man. Are you gonna call the sauce laces out, Robbie Marino? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think I came up with a name yet, but I'm gonna pitch that to him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or say, Robin Reno, what the fuck just happened? What do you mean, what happened? What are you blind? You <laughs> but but uh, I think uh, I, I have another podcast called Rassle Rock, and yeah. uh, and uh, there's like a series, uh, like a a, a a bonus series that Rick's been doing where he like sits down and does like shoot interviews with Eddie Valentine. Do you know Eddie Valentine?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: So Eddie Valentine has told all of the stories behind the Jesus stuff. yes. And, and I remember it. I remember, I still, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't like listen to the episode because I know all of it. And I've heard <laughs> Eddie tell the stories <laughs> a bunch of times. Uh, but it's like, um it's like, uh, he, Eddie, Eddie, and Chris cash used to rent an apartment from John Zandig. So oh, wow. John Zandig was their landlord and, this is back in the day when not everybody had cell phones. They had an answering machine at their house. And their, their outgoing answering machine message was, What do you mean what happened? What are you, blind? Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> and, and John would call and like, leave, leave answering machine message and be like,
2: Change the message! <laughs>
1: that's like my new favorite story i can't wait to tell cory cross that okay cool
0: (laughs) love that dude Uh, (laughs) but yeah i I was at that apartment one time um and i know another story that took place at that apartment was uh was mondo was staying over okay because um because mondo was flying from uh minneapolis right Mm mm-hmm and uh, he would stay at Cash and, and Eddie's place. And uh, one time, I, this, is, this, is, this is not a story that ages well, and it's not uh, 2021 friendly very much. <laughs> but but he, was, he, was, he got out of the shower, and he, he pulled his towel off and was chasing Chris Cash around naked. <laughs> that's, that's the story I've heard Eddie tell a million times. <laughs> well, a million times back then. <laughs> How good was Chris Cash, though, dude? It's like Darby Allen, like got a like a tap right into what Cash was. Yes, uh, Ka- dude, Cash was an immense part of the evolution of Corey Castle. There wouldn't be me if there was if there wasn't Chris Cash, because I started training at the school probably six months to a year before him. Okay, uh, and he was he was him and him and george gq were friends with john zandig's son uh john 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 jr and uh they were backyard friends like they used to do backyard together so like they kind of had a little bit of experience so they like like they they took pretty naturally to the 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 motions and and stuff and i was still i was i was was 16 17 something like that an awkward dork like uh like I said, clutch life. <laughs> I was not always picking up on everything, and I, 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 was struggling, and and I was very much like, man, I've been here. Like Cash and Cash and Ian and Cash and Ian and George had all debuted on the shows already, and they they started the school like six to eight months after me, and I and I was feeling all really discouraged, and Cash was like, hey, James, look at me, and he like popped me right in my eye, and he's like, he's like, you're good, dude. You're good. He's like, all you got to do is let John see it. He hates you. I don't know why. But you got to just show him that you're good enough. And then and then uh, in September of that year, I had my first my first match in CCW. That's
2: awesome. But
0: that that was because cash was like cash was like in my face about it. Like we let's show him and he like he like kept he kept calling matches with me at the school for us to have matches. And he was like, all right, now do a match with George. And he would like watch it. And he would like, talk to me about it. And, uh, he would be like, he would be like making it a pet project to, to show John that I was better than he thought I was. That's so cool. And he definitely didn't have to do that at all. He didn't have to do that at all. So I, I, still, I still have immense gratitude For the relationship that i have with chris cash and i mean as short as it was i mean i only knew chris cash for four years maybe but i mean the amount the amount of impact that he had on my life in just those four years i'm very glad that i got to meet him and be his friend i was just talking about him yesterday (laughs) he 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 made fun of the the jesus promo so much right Like it was a thing he said all the time. He was like, no matter, he would be like, what do you mean? What are you blind? Like all the time, all the time. That was his like, his thing he would always go to. But eventually he came to having his own, what are you blind Jesus promo? uh, Where it was like out, out back of the arena. It was like, it was like they were doing some promo that was like JC Bailey spider nate webb and cash and they were behind the arena tell me if this sounds familiar to you at all because it probably doesn't no chris was drunk or something i don't know if he was drunk or something (laughs) i have no idea but he came out and he was he like he like ball tapped jc bailey and then like and then like spider nate webb was there and he's like what are you some kind of spider you little snake (laughs) in the grass he called, I had never heard a young person say "snake in the grass" before. <laughs> wait, wait! You some kind of spider? You snake in the grass? And <laughs> I made fun of him for it all the time. I would rewind <laughs> it and wash it back all the time. I gotta find. I gotta find the footage of the. I need to see that. That is like... I
1: ca- I'm, I'm doing an episode of the, the gauntlet coming up with Spider Nate Webb. Okay. I almost wish I could show him that and just get a live reaction on it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and it has to
0: happen. What are you, some kind of spider? You snake in the grass? <laughs> that whole era, man. That
1: 2002-2003 CZW is just so
0: good. Well, like, you see... Uh... <laughs> I think a, a major part of it a major part of it that made it so cool and made it so real and it made it so like this is this is this is the brand like that was what c z w felt like okay, so I have to go and say that uh i was a i was in high school when i when I first started at c z w yeah. so like I would be in school and I'd be writing like I'd be writing on my on my binders like Czw, like I I, I was just <laughs> such a nerd. I would like draw pictures of Nick Mondo and Messiah yeah. and stuff. Like I was a mark for it while I was there. So I got to like know these people that I'm like marking out for. But like I can't. I'm not marking out because my my training Dahmer would kill me if I would ever. Uh, Eddie would kill me if I ever marked. Especially right. especially Eddie would kill me if I ever like marked <laughs> out. But. Oh, Eddie had this, oh, this is a funny story.
2: <laughs>
0: and he had this, like, this, like, sit down. He had us all sit in the ring, and he just, like, gave us, like, a seminar. Like, he was just talking about stuff. And he's talking to us about inappropriate behavior at shows. And he's, like, talking about jokes to not make, things to not do. And, uh, like, that was on a Friday. And then Saturday was the show. And SAT came into the show. And they were making all the inappropriate jokes and <laughs> and at at one point you know like you know like the pads for the ring the, the pads for the ring one of them was like just a little sliver mm mm-hmm. and red picked that up and he was acting like it was his dick and he was like <laughs> hitting everybody with it and i was like hey didn't you didn't you just tell us to not do stuff like that <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: yes uh, I don't
1: know I think I think the worst for me we had this one kid who was at the ACPW school I was probably about eight months in at the time mm-hmm. and this dude comes in He he's probably like I want to say like 32 33 like getting started a little bit late but he's like all about it he's so hyped. so we're like all right man like come down train goes through his bumps the next week we have a show this motherfucker sits in the crowd and we're like Yo, what what are you doing? Aren't you supposed to be like in the back doing some running? And he's like, "Oh, but the show's going on. I want to I want to watch the show." And we're like, "Dude, there's a monitor for that." Mm-hmm. So he said, "Oh, my bad, my bad." Goes into the locker room and then starts asking people for autographs in the locker room. Uh, <sighs> uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, it was chop a- practice Monday. I'll say that. <laughs> you know,
0: it's so weird because like. Like, it feels like, it feels like shop day was such a thing for us back then, but like, it feels like such a bully thing now. Yes, I was just about to say that. Like, and I remember like just getting like stiffed all the time Mm. back then. And being like well i deserve this i'm paying yep. my dues oh, do you hear the reaction this is getting do you hear the the crowd they they like this so i'm giving them something like they like uh this all this all meanwhile i was concussed every time every time every single time here i here i am at 37 with probably like 28 concussions uh i not, not diagnosed but i don't i can recall Sitting in the back after each show going, I don't remember anything from that match. Yep. I don't remember anything at all from that match.
1: I mean, I remember I was... All right, so I started training when I was 16 too. Mm -hmm. And so I had probably been on, I want to say maybe four or five shows at this point. I was just turning 18. Mm -hmm. And there was a dude, ACPW at the time, um, named Southern Enforcer. And so this dude we had new Jack coming in for a show. And so he was like, listen, so I need everybody at the show, like three hours early, like even earlier than when we would be doing setup because new Jack's going to be there. I need you guys to be there for new Jack. Now I'm still a high school kid. I had to work that afternoon and there was no way I was going to get there any earlier than just like normal call time for setting up the ring for students. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, listen, like I'm going to do my best, whatever. I might, I ended up getting there like an hour and a half earlier than I thought. I thought everything was good. Look at the run sheet in the back, and now I'm in a three-way match with the ugly baby and the southern enforcer. And I'm like, that was not supposed to be my match, but okay. And Southern Enforcer's like, I'm gonna take care of you. You're fine, you're fine, I'm gonna take care oh, of was you. Was he the
0: bald one? The tall bald was, one? Tall, okay, bald, I like there there's the there's southern justice, yes who was the who was the 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 heavy guy with the long hair and Uh, not, and he was the one who in that new Jack, Matt, I, I, I've told this story. This is my new Jack story that I tell all the time. Yeah. So, uh, the, the, um, the show, the show day I was in the ring and Gabby and I were chaining around in the ring and like at ACPW shows back then they didn't draw well, but the, the, there would just, there would just be like fans and friends they're not, they're not fans. They're just friends and family of the wrestlers. And uh, her and I were just like we're, like, we're just chaining around the ring. And then Jack walks in and he's like, he's like, there's marks in the building. Get up. Like he was like, they opened the doors. Get out of the fucking ring. And he started yelling at us. And and I was like, oh, God. All right. Sure. I right. right. get up. I guess I got to get out. And then he starts yelling more at me. And, uh, and I, and I, I get in the back and I start getting changed. I don't know what my match is going to be, but I'm getting changed. And he comes and makes fun of me. He comes and makes fun of me. He says that I look like a fucking condom for some reason. He told me I look like a condom in my tights. And I was like, okay, whatever, dude. Uh, and, and then, then Sutton comes up to me and he's like, Oh, you're, you're in the match with, with, uh, Jack. Mm. Uh, and uh it was like it was supposed to be like a gauntlet or something so i started the match where i was supposed to go in there with uh southern justice and Mm -hmm. and and get him all blown up and like run around so he gets all blown up and out of shape i mean i'm not gonna make him out of shape he's out of shape already but but uh i'm blowing i'm supposed to blow this guy up so that once once he beats me new jack's music comes new jack comes out and And he's going to, he's going to like, supposed to like hurt this guy. He's supposed to like stab him. And like, that's like the idea that they already have is like, this guy's getting punished by getting stabbed by Jack. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm just getting right out of there because I know, (laughs) because I know, I know he already yelled at me and also made fun of me. And I know that Nick Burke had told me a story about, about how Jack waited around a corner for him and snuck him like Ooh. snuck punched him in his face. Yeah. And Nick Burke's a great friend of mine. Yeah. So so if this I, this I bet you a $100 that New Jack that wouldn't have known who I was when I was in different clothes. So yeah. I got so I went automatically in the back got changed asap. <laughs> and like and like acted like I was in I was like calling spots with this other match like I wasn't the same guy. <laughs> and then like since we were calling the spots i was like all right i'm just gonna go have another match and i went out and had another match on that same show
1: well it was crazy so like after after i get and look at the run sheet i see him fighting enforcer we get out there and maybe two three minutes in he calls for a suplex i go up and he just straight domed me just spiked and I get into the back, and he was like, are you going to be late again? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the kind of bullying that we put up with, and we right. were just like, oh, I fucked up. That was my fault. But mm-hmm. in reality, I was a 17-year-old kid getting fucked up like that for no reason.
0: Right. you fucking a shoot brain buster. Right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> oh, it looks so good. It looked awesome. <laughs> you I hear the reaction me. that shoot brain buster
0: got? <laughs> I popped like crazy for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just got... Christopher Reeves in the 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 ring. But uh, but yes, um, that guy. He lived at the school, right? Yes, he did. He 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 lived. I I remember going to that school. I would that's it was like in Belmar or something Mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, Man, it's been a long time since I even had even any kind of thoughts about this stuff. (laughs) Um, I my friend My friend, uh, Noah, who is now, uh, he, he was a commentator. Goddamn. What was he? He's a, he's a comedian, Noah Olihan, but he, Scott holiday. He's a commentator for Chicara He was a commentator for Chikara. Okay. Uh, I brought him there from, (laughs) I brought him there from, uh, he he was, he, he, we met at, we met at, um, Helium. We met at Helium mm-hmm. Comedy Club and he was like, are you Corey Castle? And I was like, yeah. And he was like talking to me about like other wrestling stuff that he was doing that I didn't think counted as wrestling stuff because it was so like low down mud show dirt mm-hmm. dirt, dirt mall of wrestling.
2: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so he was telling me about it and I was like uh-huh, uh huh, alright, sure. Uh. And and I was like, so like have you ever been in the ring before? And he was like, oh. And he was like, oh, I've just been doing commentary for this guy. I can't. I didn't even remember his name. It was like radical. The guy's name was like Radical Ron or some something like that. It was oh, I love that guy. Stu- some stupid. He like had like some flimsy, flimsy chain that he would like wrap around his hand. Like that was his like gimm. And he was wearing tie dye. It was. <laughs> it it just didn't. It just felt so like, uh like shh. <laughs> Like mm. it's so like like shindy adjacent. Like it's wow. not it's not even shindy. It's <laughs> worse than that. So then then the, uh, then I I brought Noah to that school and uh, I was like showing him some things and the <laughs> that dude showed up. <laughs> oh. That dude showed up and he was he was all. Um, like, he was like, I guess he was bitching to Noah later that like nobody treated him with respect. And he's like, they don't respect me. They don't give me the respect that a vet deserves. And I was like, are you can say, are you saying you're, I was like, Who oh, are you? Y- you, you, you help sick animals, right? That's the kind of vet you are. You help sick animals? <laughs> <laughs> But,
1: uh, oh man, what, what a cheese it was he was just so crazy because mm-hmm. i mean when i came in my trainers were gemini and onslaught okay and, like i felt i got the best training i could from them mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden this dude came in and he was acting like he had been training me from day one mm-hmm. and just treating me like absolute garbage for no reason mm-hmm. so nobody really respected him i mean well, about at that time uh, Marty Corpse, Corpse was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stan Styles had come through before he became what he is now. Uh, little Robin Shaheem, like right. all these dudes, were at the school. And then all of a sudden, this. Well, let's was... let's
2: let's
0: let's not let's not ignore <laughs> how how much bigger of a deal Shaheem is than everybody. Yes, number one. <laughs> <laughs> make sure to prioritize that. Shout out to Shaheem Ali. Awesome. <laughs> that dude's killing it.
1: And then this dude walks in with his Confederate flag jacket and his his big ass, just kind of demanding respect. And we're like, dude, fuck you. Right. Who are you again?
0: Right. You're like you didn't you haven't done anything we've heard of. Get out of here. Oh.
1: And it's not that maybe that's me just being a brat ass greenie, but at the same time, I felt like he didn't treat us with the same respect that he expected back.
0: So like. A- in in a weird in a weird relatable way. That's a kind of it's kind of a like a, a little kid relatable. But I remember when I was a kid, my my um, uh, my my parents were were split up my whole life when I was like my whole childhood, and then like they were back together for like a year, mm-hmm. and um, my dad would like yell at us to do stuff and like demand stuff and like expect stuff and like he'd want us to move the second he said move and and anytime he'd ever ask us to do anything we'd like automatically look at our mom like oh we're supposed to and he's like no listen to me i'm your father you do yeah. it i'm your father respect me i'm your father like what we don't know you yeah that's <laughs> Like, actually that's
1: a perfect example that's exactly what it was like
0: we we don't know you yet like well you can't just come in here demanding respect. we don't know you. we have no reason to respect you. we don't see anything you've done except for not be around and not pay child support for the first ten years of my life. I don't and know your heads right, right. Child, <laughs> ch- child child support <laughs> is child support is a metaphor for a work ethic in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh yeah I, I i totally see that um but it was kind of the opposite for me with training i mean um the the trainers I had i couldn't have been luckier uh to and i i did train for a little while at the a c p w school too like i would come in and, and work with guys. I don't know if I ever worked with you, but
1: may have. Who knows?
0: May, may, but I know I had been there a bunch of times. I knew me and Bomboy would go down and like uh it was like in the basement of some place. Oh it, it was like a brewery. And like and like, like uh um, distributor. It was like um in like McDade Boulevard in like yep, Oaks. rumor's mm-hmm.
1: Outlet, we're still there. Uh, What's uh, up? <laughs> was,
0: oh yeah. Oh really? <laughs>
1: All right, <laughs> well I got cool, but that's that's where it was. The,
0: the, there's the school's not there anymore?
1: no they moved it it's actually at sutton's now he built like a whole greenhouse oh and they train in his backyard now whoa you do you train there no no No. i've gone down a couple of times uh Mm -hmm. just to help the guys out yeah and it's it's nice like ty reno is the trainer now um and then dennis reaper is one of the other trainers so i've gone down there for like promo class and
0: stuff like that
1: but i don't consistently go there Mm
0: -hmm. well i mean um the <laughs> the uh my connection with a c p w it a lot back i don't know if you i i mention i mentioned this name almost every single podcast i have aaron Ganey i met aaron Ganey at a c p w uh one of my best friends i've ever had, so it goes back when i when i make these connections when i make these these I'm really fascinated with the resources that connect things together. Yeah. Like so when I tell you like Chuck introduced me to Matt Bomboy that became like life cha- like TNE was like a life changing thing for me, like our tag team. Like I got a tattoo of it on my leg. Like, nice.
2: We're
0: Oh yeah. We 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 are we are forever changed by the by the the impacts that we have. So I I won't discount ACPW. I mean uh, I wasn't good there and it wasn't yeah. a good place. Yeah. I mean, back, back in 2006 or seven or eight or whatever, right. but, but it's like, it's like, well, I wasn't good either. So yeah. it's, it's not, and, I met and great people, I yeah. met great people. Like if
1: it wasn't for that, I wouldn't know. Shay, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have known Eric Chappell, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Wilde. Like a lot of these dudes that I still am in contact with today. I mean, RIP Chapel, but Right. A lot of those dudes, Grey Wolf, I wouldn't have met if it wasn't
0: for A C P W. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Chris well, <laughs> got got some got some fun times, good hangs with that dude. We we uh <laughs> we 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 were like down at the old at the, the DCW school. Yep. And we were sitting we were sitting outside of the ring, like fake commentating what the students were doing in the ring <laughs> and and <laughs> and the referee was wearing glasses. It's, his name's Hank. He's a he's a weird little kid, but uh, he was wearing glasses. And we kept calling him. We were like, referee Bobby Four Eyes. Bo- referee Bobby Four Eyes. <laughs> like we kept, and and then Mark, the guy who like ran the school, he came up to me. And he's like, he came up to us and he's like, hey guys, don't mess with Hank. Like, you just stop stop messing with Hank. He he's he's a special boy.
2: <laughs> we're, like, we're like, we're not messing
0: with him. We're messing with the whole thing. It has nothing to do with that guy specifically. <laughs> he just happened to be wearing glasses, and that was the name he got. <laughs> well, <laughs> not, we made up other, probably worse names for the other wrestlers in the Why ring. Right? Just Bobby Four Eyes. That ain't nothing. That's tame. <laughs> this is very, very light, very lighthearted observational joking we didn't like oh hey dingbat over here you know, like you know, like viciously make fun of them or anything right but uh <laughs> but in the same i think in a, in a separate in a separate uh occasion we were down there together and uh and do you know who Craig Prendergast is? I do know him. Yes. Yeah, Craig was. We were talking about current, whatever current wrestling was at that time, and uh, somebody said something about how neat would it be, how neat would it be if um, if Zack Ryder defended his internet championship on the wrestling on WWE or on Raw or something, and Craig was like he was doing this, and then when someone said that he went, that'd be awesome, and he like. <laughs> And this this ridiculously high-pitched reaction to what that was. And Chris and I, we just jumped on it.
2: (laughs) Ah, Awesome! Should should I give you
1: an exclusive right now? Do you want something exclusive? Because you just said it, and it's kind of in my mind now. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. All right, here's, here's an announcement for all of you. Coming the first or second week of November... Snack season presents to you Death Match King Heat Magnet Zack Ryder Hot Sauce. It is coming. It is on the way.
0: <laughs> cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Are, is that what you're calling it? That's what he wanted it. That's what he asked for. Death match King Zack Ryder? Me. Yes, because
1: he's doing that whole GCW gimmick now. Right? Is he not? Isn't he using Matt Cordona or whatever? He is. But it's gonna be. It's gonna be just the Deathmatch king heat magnet sauce. It's gonna be a sriracha. Ah, okay. I got. I got one with him coming, and then I have one with Tyler Breeze coming as well. After that, mm, cool. So there's some big yeah, exclusives are... that haven't hit
0: anything yet that I well, just gave to you, This That's freaking rad, dude that's very rad i i'm i'm excited for uh, dude i hope that getting these getting these like names to kind of like give you their permission to to do this or i hope this really like generates some because i know i know this is like your full-time gig now yeah this is. generates just like abundance for you i just i just, like so, I just really you. want to see you doing well Uh, I, I, (laughs) I hope you know that I'm all the way fully on your side now. And, and, and like any, any success you have, I'm, I'm on your team. I'm, I'm there cheering you on. So I, I get really into the saying that anyone else's success isn't my failure. So like, what you want to succeed in isn't always the exact same thing that every single other person wants to succeed in. Yep. So, if somebody else succeeds, they're like, "Whoa, it's it's possible to succeed." Let me take that as inspiration to succeed myself. So, so it's like anytime I ever talk to somebody who I think is like fascinating and has a great story, I'm like, "Dude, get a po- start a podcast." Like, oh yeah, like it's not going to be competition to me. I don't I don't believe in that. I don't think that uh, th- there's too much out there. There's too much. Like every single person has such a unique voice. Like you have such a a point of view. That's only your own. No one else has that. So absolutely find that voice and use it.
1: I love it, man. I love it. I said on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, the only reason I'm here is to gas up my friends and people I think are cool and sell sauce. If I can, (laughs) that's what it's about, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's what it's all about. Uh, the, the the hokey pokey of twitter yes like i got
1: i got so hyped when killian mcmurphy won the super eight this year i don't like, know who that that is. that's that's my boy from from rampage pro wrestling he came up down there never heard of him oh he was he won the super eight this year and it's like is, is he is so he
0: hyped. from ire is he from ireland
1: he is not, but he
0: should be. He comes out with the whole shooter and... The... <laughs> I, know, I, know who he, I know who he is. I'm just kidding. I'm totally joking. I know, I know exactly. But are you a I, I no. guess I could
1: explain. No,
0: he, he's been on the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, like, that's an example. Like, right. I'm so fucking hyped for him. I love right. seeing how much he's blowing up right now. Like, uh, th- this is so cool to me to see my
0: yeah. friends succeeding. Yeah. The, um. He... Dude, when... When I used to go down to the to the d c w school he was there or when i would go to deeds d- dirty deeds dare yep. or not ugh, uh sunny deeds dirty yeah, Sunny S- deeds funny. yeah i when I would go to Sunny school i' see i'd see mike all the time and um th- and that was like we talked about all that when he was on the podcast and oh yeah and like very much very much like what our our personal relationship has been like because for me, I look at guys, and I, I was going to mention this as a part of, and I, I think I skipped saying it, but part of the 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 allure and the like, this brand is on fire for CZW back in the two thousand three, was the real life the real life messiah stuff, like the stuff that mm-hmm. that Billy was going through, that really added to, that really added to the the like, wow, this brand's doing something, something's gonna happen, and like yeah you know, that that penetration of it being on America's most wanted and like that the and and then i had and I had Messiah on this podcast to have the conversation with him saying, how he inspired me so much he was i I call him inspire <laughs> now, I like, really don't no I don't <laughs> I'm just totally kidding I was in my food. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no but but no, to me <clears throat> like he had the 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 episode where the the people broke into his home, and they, they 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 cut his thumb off. That happened to him on August fourth, two thousand three, and wow. he returned to wrestling on the twenty eighth of August with his hand all bandaged up, and had a death match. Like like whoa, you could have this could have been your out. You didn't ever have to do this again. You could have been nope. like, well, all right, well, I gotta I gotta hang it up this guy was like, not. And the show that he had that match, he had a death match against, he had a death match against Mondo on that show. Okay. And it was the one where he was like, he was like, wearing I don't know if you've watched, he was like wearing like shorts and like a, like a, like a spitfire t-shirt. Okay. Like it was like a blue spitfire t-shirt. And, um, before, before the match, <clears throat> we were backstage and he did this promo and in the promo, He held up his hand with with his thumb missing and and he was like you see this this is just an obstacle i've overcome so many obstacles this is just an obstacle and um when it came when it came to me being right next to him when that happened i like that it just hit me so hard about any kind of obstacles i've ever had and if this guy's overcoming this obstacle and, and and like never not giving up on his passion, it like mm-hmm. really, it really inspired me. And then, August fourth, two thousand eleven, I had a I had a, a grand mal seizure that almost killed me. Wow! And and I had had to have brain surgery, and and I remember being in the hospital, being like, I I'm gonna I'm gonna be home in a week. I'm gonna be home in a week. I'm gonna be back to wrestling in a year and this will have just been an obstacle and i i pulled right from from the 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 feeling of inspiration that i got from messiah and i had him on the podcast and i told him all this this is like something i I, the the platform is important to me for the reason that i can say on the record things that like dude this is something that's always meant something to me and now i can say it to you on the record so like like I had, I had one friend on here who we said really kind things to each other. And now he's gone. Now he's passed. And I could go back and listen to that and it, it helped me, help me process my grieving. And then like, and I know that this, this video, this audio, this platform, all this is outliving us. Yes. So I always want to make sure I say on the record, what is what I'm feeling because, uh, that, that dude, I just bought. I just bought the shirt that he he posted a shirt. Did you see it? I didn't see it. Oh, he posted some shirt on his on his Instagram, and I I just bought the shirt. So I'm I'm gonna be having a Messiah shirt soon. Hell yeah,
2: dude! <laughs>
0: but but he was he was one of the first people that was like he was like a he was like a kind of a name right? Yeah. He was he was oh, kind absolutely. of absolutely. And he, he he somebody printed up a butcher shop brutal butcher shop. Okay, uh, Lars. Larry, yeah. right? He he printed up a bunch of a bunch of shirts and he got he gave a whole box of shirts to 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 Messiah, and he was like, "You want one of these?" And he gave me a shirt, that's and so I, nice. that, that's I was like, "Hey, this guy is a freaking cool name," and he's just like, "What's that?" But you you'd have a mixture of your like real cool cool names and your cool like vets, and then like your bully jerks mm-hmm. who. Okay. The, the The thing is, I can understand it from this side of it too, from that side of it as well, because I've, I've, I've dedicated my entire life to this, right? To this wrestling business. I've always been in this wrestling business. So somebody comes in, and they show me that they're not taking it seriously. I, I'm in my head, like, oh, you don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that sh- That's, that's the old method. The old method is treat that person like shit till they decide to leave. This yep. isn't for them. Yep. So I get that part of it because the exclusivity of what pro wrestling is because every school's got a baseball team, football team, soccer team, wrestling team. Every, every strip mall's got a karate gym, an MMA school, whatever. Like that, they're right. everywhere. Wrestling schools, wrestling schools, you have to really make an effort. You have to want. really make an effort and really, really want it. Mm-hmm. You have to seek that out. So that's what when I think I got this from Eddie, where it's like everything you do serves the purpose of you fucking believe that you belong here. Act like you believe you belong here. Yes. And like, that was the changed the way I like, carried myself in every day that ca- because for sure, like, we belong in such an exclusive club of people who like you, you know, you're not in it for the money or the fame. You're, you're, you're chasing those, those validation pops. And (laughs) and that that carried over into comedy. It's like, like, I'm just, I'm just seeking the approval of others. The instant gratification of some applause or some laughter but uh i I always make the joke that uh wrestling and comedy are so alike what i like about comedy is the consequences of screwing up a joke nobody hits you for it (laughs) (laughs) you don't get hit for it and 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 what else is cool i get to keep my clothes on and no one punches me in my face well that's cool yes
2: (laughs) <laughs>
0: don't want a
1: kink shame But I mean That's, that's cool Yeah ooh, yeah. Ooh.
0: It, it's my kink To take my clothes off And get punched in my face
1: I mean If we're talking Exposure bucks I'm a billionaire Over here right now right. So I don't know
0: About you Yeah yeah dude We're like Oh you're getting Getting paid in experience points <laughs> uh, how, how do how do I How do I Add to my attributes <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just so funny to me like I was, I was talking about this with somebody the other day just the difference between all of the different indies and like how they treat their talent it's just so crazy like i i'll go to west virginia and work for for a show down there and if i'm lucky i get gas money and then the next week be in virginia beach and they put me up in la quinta mm-hmm. and it's like dude you're only an hour and a half away from each other, but it's that much different. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He, he, he,
2: uh,
0: he'd he be, he'd be messing me up sometimes. <laughs> like, he, like, he unplugged my, my computer last time I was sitting here. So <laughs> try to, for people who, who, people who are listening to the audio, uh, that, there's a cat that walked through the frame. <laughs> my, my roommate's cat, but, yeah he's just a little tiny kitten and he's uh he's curious and he's always trying to he's always trying to like run in my room and go under my bed and stuff (laughs) but anyway experience points attributes uh it's 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 a pay-to-play business yes the entertainment business in 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 a whole kind of i mean stand-up comedy is like that and i mean dude i'm still paying dues, like you never yep. stop, you never yep. stop. And like when it's like before pand- the pandemic started, I'd say, um, before COVID and all that stuff, I was paying my bills, like doing background acting and like acting in things. And like, that was what I was paying my bills with. And that was like, my main in- income. But now it's like, if I were to try to go do that, they're like, Well, you got to come up here a day early, for covid testing and it's mm. like oh so i'll miss a whole day of work i'll miss two whole days of work which is like a lot of money yeah for what might be a hundred dollars
2: mm. and then
0: i and most of that i'm i'm spending i'm spending thirty dollars to get back and forth and then there's right. like and then there's like parking and lyft and uber and whatever whatever else whatever other expenses you know how expensive New York City is? I wish I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, all right, well, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta just got to just do the hustle here for a minute. And, uh, and, 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 and wrestling is like, I don't, I don't want to say anybody's name. Uh, just, f- but th- for this story, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. like, uh, when I was, when I was coming back from, from having my surgery, uh, I was like, Oh, you know, I'm going to be real selective about the bookings I take. And, and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna accept anything. Like, I'm not gonna accept any like low paydays. Because like, my risk versus reward is way different than everybody else's. Right. And um, I somebody asked me my price. And, and I told them, and they were like, they said, Why would I give you that when so and so comes here all the way from upstate New York? For twenty dollars, and I'm like, oh my god, it's cause they're a mark. It's cause they're a mark, and that they're just, they're 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 screwing it up. They're screwing up paydays. for I hate that shit. And it's like, you could you could pay so many unex, inexperienced people uh, nothing, mm-hmm. and have a worse quality show. Mm-hmm. Or you could pay people who are pros at this and experts and have spent their entire lives doing it. Yes. Uh, who who are going to do nothing but give the best effort they can to make right. sure your show's better than it was before they arrived. And uh,
1: – Got to get that scramble match in, brother. You got to get that scramble.
2: <laughs>
0: Dude, I, I hate I hate ten man tags. I hate any anything that's not a single one on one. I don't like it. I don't want to yeah. do it. Like I I dude I had I've had tag teams. I've been in a few pretty big tag teams like TNE, CKNY, uh, KFC. Everything we've done, everything I've done, I've already done the tag team thing. Mm-hmm. I don't need any more of that. No. Just just let me be. Let me be me. Give me the ball. I've been saying this for years. Give me the ball and let me run with it. Yep. But uh, sometimes, sometimes pe- people's fragile egos get a little bruised. <laughs> because who am I to believe that I can do it better than somebody who's going to do it for nothing? Exactly. Right. <laughs> like, oh, where, where's the humility that you're always talking about? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, humility. So much humility that I'll ignore my worth. You some bitch
1: so dumb man you've got to know your value and that's Mm -hmm. I learned I've actually been talking with Effie a lot and Mm -hmm. he has really shown me like a business side that I hadn't even thought of before you know he has this this contract like his rider type thing that he sends out to promoters and a lot of people I saw were like well you're a fucking diva like no he just knows his worth Mm -hmm. he knows people looked at over and if they're serious about their show and serious about their talent, mm-hmm. this is what they're willing
2: to do.
0: Right. He, uh, I, I've never met him. Uh, but, uh, I told, I was telling you, Eugene, Eugene yes. Walker, uh, he's my pop. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he showed me the hall of fame thing. You were there, right? Yes, I was for, the, for the ultra Violent hall of fame. Yep. yep. Uh, and, and Effie was on that and he had great things to say about Eugene and Eugene had great things to say about Effie when he was sitting here and, uh, it was pretty rad. So I, I hope eventually I'll meet this guy, but I've yet to do so. He's awesome. I I I watched his match with, uh, with Brandon. Yes. With Graver. Yes. 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 yes, With the the salt and vinegar chips on the back. (laughs) Yes. I, I watched that match.
1: And that was uh, fun. That was a fun match, actually. I, yeah. I was impressed.
0: Yeah, it was it was uh it was a little out of the box, you know what I mean? Yes. it wasn't it wasn't something you'd see every day. No. It was he, he was the nicest
1: dude. He was so nice. Like I, I met him for two seconds, just walking by me. He's like, Hey, you come here. I'm like, Me? Yeah, and he's like, I love your shirt, it's so cool. Just like giving me <laughs> compliments. I'm like I like you. Who are you? <laughs> I
0: I made fun of him, and <laughs> I will always. Make, he he showed up to his Hall of Fame ceremony in sweatpants.
2: And I, I just
0: I just was like, why did you do that? Why didn't you just like wear something nice? Why didn't you wear something something like that wasn't sweatpants? Like, act like you care. <laughs> that was super. That was fun, man.
1: Like mm-hmm. just to. be able to see mondo in person because i never got that opportunity Mm. so to like see mondo to get to meet eugene the the supreme tribute like that was all so awesome to me because that's what i grew up watching uh the oh man i i
0: had i had a moment like mark marking out to mondo at some at one point um in 2007 in 2007 he he did the the wicked hanuman show okay this is that one 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 off show <laughs> and uh he he you know he was friends with Eddie him and Eddie Valentine close friends so uh he's Eddie was staying at my house for that so Mondo also stayed at my house uh for because he was debuting his his movie uh fighting the still life yep at that show at the arena so he hadn't wrestled in years but he was he was being able to debut his movie In front of uh, wrestling fans at the ECW arena so of course he jumped on it Uh, so he was staying at my house and in my room I had a in my room I had a I had a Pirates of the Caribbean poster that had that had um, Orlando Bloom on it and Mondo was like he's like you know Cory every time I see this guy I think of you I think you every time I see this guy, and he pointed, he pointed at Orlando Bloom, and I was like, I was like, Manu thinks of me. <laughs> like I, I, that was a the automatic mark out moment in my head. Because <laughs> like we would talk, but I didn't know like he would ever think about me. That's think funny. think of you when he looks at Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Well, was, stop, stop, stop comparing me to such a hunky boy. <laughs> Says Orlando Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Orlando Bloom doesn't want to be compared to me.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, I don't know, man.
1: I'm past the point now where I really care about marking out for things I mm-hmm. think are mm-hmm. cool. Like, I'm, I'm just so, I just love wrestling so much again, where there was definitely that period where I fell out of love with it. And now I'm back. I'm doing these events, and I'm just like, dude, I just want to have fun. If I see something's cool, I'm gonna fucking
0: go crazy for it. See, I I'm I'm pretty similar to that, man. I th- I think I'm 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 like wearing wrestling shirts again, like I used to not like I I wear like Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts and Bret Hart shirts and Iron Cheek shirts. Like yeah. I never did that stuff before because like you'd get made fun of for that. Like exactly, there, you'd get called a nerd or a mark, mm-hmm. and and like Mark was talked about like it was a bad thing back then it's like we had to get to a point where you go like well where are the marks we got into the business because we were marks like we were the biggest marks of them all like why wouldn't I why wouldn't I fly my mark flag high (laughs) for
1: real I mean it was like at at that Hall of Fame thing I really wanted a picture with Mondo Mm -hmm. and for a few minutes I was like I can't ask him for a picture like I'm a fucking mark I saw Johnny Cashmere was over there I was like He's probably staring at me like look at this fucking mark. But then I was like fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Like when's the next time I'm going to have a chance to be with Mondo?
0: Well, Have you ever heard the the statement uh what other people think of you is none of your business?
1: Yes. That's good. Mm-hmm. I never heard that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. What other people think of you is none of your business. Yep. Let yep. them think. <laughs> let them let them think what they want to think cuz they're going to think everything they want to think about everybody else too. Sure. And, and it does, you're not any you're not any weirder or any more special because they think the thoughts they have about you. You're, you're exactly just another, another statistic that goes through in their, in their day, in their rigmarole day. Exactly. The, 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 the routine. Uh, so <laughs> there's something else I wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, so I wanted to make sure I said to you on the record, yes, how psyched I am that you're that you're willing to uh, spend the effort, the, the currency of your effort here on me, because in this world, there's plenty of other things to spend your currency on. And <laughs> the fact that the fact that you decided to spend it with me and I'm, I'm like I said, I'm always psyched about like resources that connect things. And the fact that we've got like tons of resources that connect each other together, it's, it's amazing that we haven't done one of these already.
1: That's crazy. And, it really is. Just and, the the fact that I came over there that day and then you walked in, I was like, Oh shit, it's Corey. What's up, man?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's rad. And, and, and I'm excited about this being just the beginning of our friendship and whatever we, whatever we decide to accomplish together next, it will be, kick-ass yes Uh, so just a couple more things just a couple more quick things and i'll send you off right into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake perfect (laughs) (laughs) my price is two hot dogs now just letting you know two two hot dogs (laughs) (laughs) we got we got we're gonna have to we're gonna have to we're gonna have to to consult with the budget on that one (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm not coming all the way from upstate New York for one hot dog. <laughs> you gotta know you gotta know your worth, man. Get those two hot dogs.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh I, I have this segment I call on the show, I call this segment audio time travel. Okay. Okay. So like I said, like how this stuff is outliving us. This is gonna be a long way after we're gone. And you know, some, and it might be cool to maybe go back in some years and listen back to this. It might be a cool, chill time. But uh, what I always say is, like, let's imagine in 2041, 20 years from now, uh, regardless of if you're here or if you've passed or any of that, the people who love you the most, whoever loves you the most, your your, your girl, your kids, your your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, any of those people are stumbling across this recording and they want to hear directly a message right for them about, about who you are and that real time stamp on right here and right now. What are you saying to them? What I'm saying to them is. No, no, no. no, no. Just, I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm, sorry I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. You're not you're not you're not telling me what you're saying to them. You're speaking directly to them. So mom and Kelsey and everybody
1: right now, I just want you to know that I love you guys. And I want to thank you for everything you've done over the last few years, specifically to get me from the place that I was back in 2013, 2014 to now being my own person and continuing to grow every day if it wasn't for you i wouldn't have been able to um i hope that you see what i'm doing with the sauce and with wrestling and with everything else as paying tribute to you because i'm trying to live my life to the fullest right now because for so long i was living like i was dead already So I hope that you understand and you appreciate everything that I'm doing right now. Because it really is living my best life every single day. (sighs)
0: Steve, that was great. Uh, there's, (laughs) uh, There's a whole other can of worms to your backstory, and your, your, your journey and your life that you've been through that that's a whole other episode for another day. Yes. So I, I I want to acknowledge how much I appreciate that share. And uh, how how much is am I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to us doing more of these, we need to man. Yeah. I, uh, I love this. This and, is awesome. And if I can be a resource to you in any way, like if 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 you you want to have me on your podcast, yes. or if you want to talk to me about guests, or if you want to talk to me about uh, having anybody on my show or anything, however, we can be a resource to each other. Please let me know. Also, like, dude, if you ever feel like you're going through a dark, a dark time, a dark path, and you need a friend, you just need to talk to somebody. Judgment-free conversation, you get it here. You'll get it right here. So don't hesitate to call me or text me anytime, dude. That that like you, sincerest, sincerest possible, uh, like genuine way that I can say, you got it you you right. got my you got my my love my support my respect all of it so don't don't hesitate to call me out on that and and anybody listening too. i mean not to not to cheapen the one that I just gave you, but anybody listening if you ever feel like there there ain't nothing for you or and you feel like you're lost or aimless like you 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 always you know you always find something you always find something and if you just need a friend you need to judge a free conversation you need advice. You can reach out to me. I'm not a hard person to get a hold of. Yeah,
1: no, same here. DMS are always open on Twitter and Instagram. For that reason. Anytime anybody needs
0: anything, I'm that resource and can get you the help you need. So the way the way we close them out, the way we we close them out, I I don't know if you've had time to think about this. (laughs) So the way we close them out is I always I always ask uh, the guest. Well, I say hypothetically, I've gifted you this podcast. Yes. Okay. So this has been the pilot episode of your brand new podcast, Evolving with Rich Steve. <laughs> so, in in a Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, that that wrap it up in a pretty bow, and g- give us the the, the the takeaways and the messages for us to evolve to a better version of ourselves tomorrow than we are today.
1: I would say remember that what you're doing right now is exactly what you need to be at this time in this moment. You can have all of these dreams about the future. You can have all of these memories about the past, but none of them exist. The only thing that exists is right now. So focus on that, focus on making your present version of yourself the best that it can be, and do whatever the fuck you want man cuz nobody can tell you otherwise it's your life. And if you're in the wrestling business, let's stop with the bullying shit cuz it's done. It's 21, <laughs> baby, we're over it. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Is there is there anything else anything else you want to say? But okay. If you're doing any of your plugs if yes. you want to plug anything or anything like that, uh, you, you can't do it as yourself because we have to keep this silly. We got to yes. like, we're in the comedy section in the podcast. So yes. uh, whatever, whatever plugs you want to do, do them in your best impression. Who should I do an impression of? Let me think. Who, who do you like? Uh, well, I, I, I had been doing this thing where I've been saying, I've been asking people to quote Alf and do an Alf impression, <laughs> but but the thing is like I've learned that a lot of people one are too young to know Alf and probably too young to know Jerry Springer at this point. So, <laughs> so this is this is all very dated. So, <laughs> so I'm now giving you the option of whatever your best impression is. Fine. Fine. I'm going to
1: I'm going to take it even further back then. Let's do <laughs> let's do a little dusty promo baby. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> all right, daddy. We got coming up for you on 924, a brand new sauce, if you will, from the boys at Snack Season sauces. You got Effie Lives. You got Ricky Shane Page. Baby, they're coming for you with that week that is going to take you to another level if you want to get your sauce in person gcw daddy 10 9 10 10 showboat hotel or you can get on a little aeroplane take your ass to indianapolis if you will and get your sum at the iwa mid-south queen of the death match follow my bad boy rich steve on twitter at rich steve and snack season sauces on the instagram <laughs> what's
0: that love it thanks thanks steve <laughs> <laughs> have, a, have, a, have a great day okay thanks everybody Th- thanks so luck. much for doing this love you man be, be fun have safe keep evolving yes